Welcome to Talking About You with Estra's radio podcast from Seattle, Washington, USA, a car accident talk show where auto insurance, employer ERISA, social security disability insurance, surveillance, and much, much more is talked about. There are over 400 podcasts ready for your listening pleasure and information. Every individual deserves the insurance care, settlements, and benefits promised by their insurance, whether public or private. Estra is a car accident advocate who writes, talks, develops videos, and personal brand tools to help protect your rights and privileges. Tired of getting the short end of the stick after a collision? Join me, Estra, by supporting insurance civil rights legislation to get those doing the wrong things to start doing them right. Use the hashtag TreatMeRight. Let's get started with today's show. Welcome, listeners. State Constitution Basics for Everyday People Series Part 3 is a continuation. You can always listen to the previous shows here on Talking About You with Estra on Block Talk Radio, iTunes, estraseattle.com. It's about serving you with information that will change life for everyday people. This helps to become your best advocate along with making us stronger through the insurance claim process. And that's whether we're dealing with auto insurance companies, employers, SSDI, or anyone else for that matter. The bottom line is that we should be protected by the laws already in place and get legislation passed to protect us wherever vulnerabilities exist. Join me, Estra, in this new series to help everyday people learn more about what the constitutional rights are for them. I'll be using the Washington State Constitution. However, most states are similar in nature. And during the series, we will explore additional state constitutions. So dial 718-766-4385 and let me know about your story tonight. Millions of us need no longer remain silent. It's time to speak up. The section of Article 1 for Washington State's constitutions that we'll be talking about are Sections 6, 7, 8, and 9. Section 6 is on oaths. Section 7, invasion of private affairs or home prohibited. Section 8 is irrevocable privileges, franchise, and immunities prohibited. And Section 9 is right of an accused person. So don't let those terms kind of throw you. It's, it's a lot more simpler than they sound. So let's jump to Section 6 of the sections for Article 1 on Washington State's Constitution. Section 6, which is oaths, and it's the mode of administering. And Washington State Constitution states, the mode of administering an oath or affirmation shall be such as may be most consistent with and binding upon the conscience of the person to whom the oath or affirmation may be administered. So to make that easy and, and not to sound as complicated as sometimes it might be, is, is the example would be like when President uh, Trump was inaugurated, right? He stood up, he held up his hand, and he took the oath to become president, right? I thought it was really important when it talks about administering the oath shall be such as the most consistent with and binding upon the conscience of the person 
right? So to me, that says talks a lot about loyalty when we take an oath. People becoming U.S. citizens are also administered an oath to pledge to the country in which they're taking that oath for. People in Congress, believe it or not, also take that oath. I wonder about that some days in the way in which they act. But they also take oath. That oath means that it's binding to you. Also, people in the military are also administered an oath. So that's what they're talking about, Section 6, oath, mode of administering, right? Let me read it again. It says, the mode of administering an oath or affirmation shall be such as may be most consistent with and binding upon the conscience of the person to whom such an oath or affirmation may be administered, right? So when you get that oath, they want you to know that you are actually seriously committing to that action. Section 7, which is the invasion of private affairs or home prohibited, for Washington State Constitution, it states, no person shall be disturbed in his private affairs or his home invaded without authority of law. Okay, so, you know, someone down the street just can't just block it, not come in your home and do whatever they want. They they have no permission. That's your homestead, right? Police cannot enter your home without a warrant under most conditions. Okay, if you're doing some things wrong, things going bad, I'm sure that they'll be able to do that. But an average person just sitting in their home watching television, doing nothing, no, they can't. They can knock on your door and they can ask you to come in, but you don't actually have to let them in unless they have a warrant. Your business, as long as legal, allows you to continue without interruption, okay? So as long as you're just going around being, doing your own business, being an average day citizen, your rights should not be invaded, your home is your domain and cannot be invaded without due process. So they have to hand you this paper and say, hey, we have the right to come in because of this reason, and the judge has to agree. Okay, Section 8 says irrevocable privileges, franchise, or immunity prohibited. And I know a lot of these terms kind of can get you going, especially when they're using them in the way in which they are here. But it's, it's not really as difficult as it sounds. It's in Washington State, it says, quote, no law granting irrevocable any privilege, franchise, or immunity shall be passed by the legislature, which means everyone has boundaries, including people in political office, okay? This means laws cannot be changed to take away your personal rights. Very simple. If it's a personal right, we've been giving it, giving it to us by the Constitution, they just can't come in and take it away, Okay. And particularly because maybe somebody else wants something that you have, right? Now, we've seen some some legislation kind of go around and about and eventually take things away. One of the things I like to think about is poor people who own homes and taxes. All of a sudden, people's taxes go way up. And what happens? They end up not being able to take keep their homes because they've been priced out. And what happens? Usually gentrification is on the way. Uh, for me, that I have a problem with the way in that the way in which that works, and I think something needs to be done about that because it hurts far too many people. Okay, so for me it says there's no law, I'll go ahead and read Section 8 again, it says no law granting irrevocable any privileges, franchise, or immunity shall be passed by the legislature. So I think in previous times we're a little bit more sensitive to what belongs to people than what we are now. We'll see how that goes, and particularly with net neutrality. Section 9 is rights of an accused person, and Washington State says 
No person shall be compelled in any criminal case to give up evidence against themselves or be twice put in jeopardy for the same offense. Offense. That means you can't be tried twice for the same offense. But it also says that they can't force you to make a confession. Now, Lord knows we've seen that happen far too many times, right? Where people have been forced to say things that they don't necessarily agree with. So I'm not an attorney, so you'd have to talk with an attorney on this. But from my point of view, uh, you, I would, I would hold strong. You know, you, you still want to come out alive. You know, too many black people have not necessarily come out alive by standing their ground, and that's what I call it. But you have the right to stand your ground, yeah. Uh, and you can say, no, I choose not to. And, and actually, what I would personally do is say, I have a right to an attorney, and I'm certainly invo- invoking that because probably that's the best uh, way in a difficult situation. If, of course, you can find an attorney that's not working with the police or has other things on their mind or just not someone who's looking out for your best interest. In fact, whenever it comes to you trying to get something done and it's a problem, whenever you get in a situation where you have to stand up for yourself, do the best you can always and find someone else who's willing to do that same thing on your behalf. See, it's it's not that difficult to understand your rights When they are not shared and you remain ignorant, it provides an opportunity for abuse and unjust actions, okay? Let me say that again because that's the most important thing, in my opinion, about not knowing your rights. First of all, it's not too difficult to understand your rights. When they are not shared and you remain ignorant, it provides opportunity for abuse and unjust actions. And unfortunately, there's too many people in our society who end up in just that situation. Regardless of your situation, though, stand up because there are millions of others going through the same obstacles and you can make it through. Whether these are actions of auto insurance companies, employers, social security disability, disability surveillance, or bullying and intimidation tactics. Just hang on and you will make it. I've got to say that again. Just hang on and you will make it. And don't keep it a secret. A lot of abuse, like I've said before, and unjust actions occur because people don't talk about it. And the abuse continues. You don't deserve to be abused. No one deserves to be abused. Please speak out. And if you have any questions on any of these sections, let me read them again. We've got six of them here. The first one is for Article 1 now, because we're only going to do Article 1 of Washington State Constitution, and we'll look at some of the other other, uh, constitutions, see if we find some other things in there that perhaps aren't in Washington State. So Section 6 is oaths. Section 7 is invasions of private affairs or home prohibited. Section 8 is irrevocable privilege, franchise, or immunity. And Section 9 is rights of an accused person. If you have any questions, make sure that you uh, send me a message. You can contact at estrascarwreckhelp.com. You can also send me a note on Estra's radio show. That's on Twitter. You just say hashtag treat me right because you deserve to be treated right. And so does everyone else. And that includes people who have not paid been paid by insurance companies or employers or having trouble with social security disability only because we have a Republican 
um, Congress. Typically, we don't have that many problems with uh, Social Security unless we have a, a Republican where they want to actually now still switch Social Security over to make it uh, over to Wall Street. Why in the world would anyone in their right mind want to make it a pri- privatized Social Security when the problems that our parents, I mean, after uh, the last Bush president who almost lost everything with the Wall Street when we had the crash. So the only one who could possibly benefit from that are the people who are actually on Social Security now. It would be Wall Street. And believe me, they shouldn't need the money that the poor people are barely just making it by with. But thank you so much on your calls. Thanks for your calls today. Um, I think there might be a, a problem, so make sure that you can either call back or use the hashtag TreatMeRight on Twitter under Esther's Radio Show, and I promise to get back to you. So for a blast from the past today, what we're going to go to is your conversations with auto insurance companies and talk about some of the things you would need to keep in mind when dealing with an auto insurance company. What type of conversation can you expect to have with an auto insurance company? What is the purpose of their questions? And what questions do you need to answer? It's important to start off on the right track when dealing with auto insurance carriers in order to finish up in the same way. How have your conversations gone with auto insurance companies? What has been the outcome of any claim you've had processed? Join me, Estra, in the conversation by dialing 718-766-4385 to share your comments and concerns. Dial 718-766-4385. Thank you for being a part of today's show this January 18th, 2014. By the way, our 214 Car Accident Weekly Planner is currently available. Stop by any time during the year if involved in a car accident to pick one up. Having both my book, Car Accident by Estra, and 214 Car Accident Weekly Planner makes organizing, documenting, and information retrieval easier. Stop by estras.blogspot.com for more information. My blogger is currently under revision. However, there is still time. My blog is currently under revision. However, there is still valuable information for your reading, watching, and listening pleasure. What can you expect as part of the conversation with an auto insurance company after a car accident. It it should include basic information, which includes your name, your auto policy, your car make and model, collision details, the time of the accident, the description, the location, witnesses. Typically, there are open-ended questions that you may be asked. Acknowledgement of legal representatives. Car accident repairs, estimates. Uh, if you own your car or if there's a lien on your car. Assistance by multiple auto insurance employees, which means the greater the cost, that means that claim is moved up the chain 
and you'll be dealing with more of their adjusters. Before I begin, I'd like to say forgive me today for being a little bit under the weather. Do your best not to get the flu this year. It's really bad news. One reason why basic information is important to insurance companies is they want to know if you have auto insurance and if it's enforced at the time of the accident. It is much more difficult to pull the wool over an opponent's eye if they too have been in the game for years and know how this works. And this means that you have someone that should be in your corner, which is your auto insurance company. However, if you're out there on your own, because you don't necessarily have to involve yours, depending on the state that you're in, you may be out there as a minnow in a pond full of sharks. In most states, it is required to keep auto insurance up, yet real life can be quite different when one considers layoffs and two out of three people seeking work for which there is none. Therefore, economic hardships can fall upon anyone given any set of uh, unfortunate circumstances. It's very important to state only to state only the facts when you're having conversations. No explanations, no excuses, just yes, my insurance is current, or no, it is not. This indeed can be a quiz or an opportunity of a snare to eliminate or reduce a claim right from the start. Therefore, be diligent, cautious, and aware of whom you are talking with and why the information that you are giving is important to them and how it will be used in your claim. This information will have different results depending on the state that you live in, whether it is a no-fault or at-fault state. So make sure to know where you stand by going to your state insurance commissioner's website. Yet make sure to keep your answers short, to the point, and factual. It is also important to them to know who you are. Are you the policyholder or an additional person on the policy? By getting your vitals, it is easy for them to assess your driving and medical history, financial status, education, along with how much experience you've had with auto insurance companies. All the information that they can be rounded up about you will be used to evaluate how they will proceed with your claim, and a strategy will be developed around it. Therefore, it will also be important to ascertain what type of insurance company you are dealing with. There's a significant difference in the treatment received from companies that are operating in good faith versus bad faith auto insurance companies. From my perspective, those who operate in good faith seek to offer fair, timely claim payments with reduced pain and suffering of individuals injured in a car accident, while bad faith spend an enormous amount of time and resources refusing to pay legitimate claims by using their power and influence against the injured with few resources and abilities to stand for their rights. 
Also, the make and model of your car, in most cases, gives them an idea of the financial class and status, allowing them to better estimate the total cost of your claim. Therefore, realize the important information you are providing is valuable to them and to you. It is laying the foundation of your total claim. Make sure to write down the experiences of the car collision as soon as possible after your event. In this way, the details are fresh in your mind, and chances are you will be able to recall everything that has transpired. You will be asked whether to have the conversation recorded. Personally, I choose not to allow them to record because in some cases, this conversation may not be represented as stated. Therefore, them taking notes and you taking notes may be suffice. This is true for any insurance companies, even your own. Typically, when recalling the events of a traffic collision, many people relive the incidents, which may be very emotional. Depending on the level of losses, this can be painful, yet it is part of the auto insurance claim process. Therefore, do your best to keep your composure. State dates, time, information as you recall the accident. If questions are asked regarding your description of what has taken place, take your time and think about it for a moment before responding. Do not be led away to discuss current emotional states or other information. Stay on track, making notes of the questions asked and your response to them. Remember, they are collecting information on behalf of the insurance company, not necessarily as an advocate for you. There is enough space to write this information in the back of the, my book, Car Accident by Astra, which will be important to have for future reference. It is very important to keep good documentation. Easy retrieval helps find information relieves stress, and allows evaluation of how things are going. The 214 Car Accident Weekly Planner also is helpful in documenting your experience. Write down any questions you may have for the insurance company, especially about getting the resources you need to survive if seriously injured. It is important to ascertain whether they will be working with your recovery or have taken a stance to make it more difficult. If you begin to experience delays, denials, lost documentation sent to them, this may be an indication of the stance they're taking on your claim. However, your goal is to only rely on the facts. Their behavior at this point is something only to be aware of and make notes about. Open-ended questions start a dialogue where there is an opportunity for the injured to feel they can open up, as with a close friend, about their emotional feelings or other comments regarding the accident. However, this is not the time to have one of these moments. 
Those times are better spent with loved ones or processed privately. Remember, this is a business, not a family affair, and must be conducted as such. Saying something inappropriate because of an emotional state, because of a traumatic event, does nothing to assist in your claim, and in fact, may be used against you at a later date. Who has to be concerned with this when not feeling well? Most people don't. When If you don't feel well, you, you just don't think about those things. But unfortunately, this is a time where you, even when you've been injured seriously, you have to think about what you're saying uh, at this time. Therefore, closed-ended statements are the best way to handle open-ended questions. For example, they might ask, are you injured? In my case, I, I would have responded, yes, I am. And this closes the loop. Then perhaps they'll ask another question. Uh, they'll ask maybe, where are you injured? And personally, perhaps responding, body part X, Y, or Z. The main key is to remember to be very specific and very factual. All parts of this conversation will be reviewed and scrutinized. So remember, they have been doing this for years. So be your best advocate by thinking about each question, evaluate it, and be uh, evaluate it, and then be sure to uh, give a direct answer. When auto insurance companies know accident victims are represented by personal injury attorneys, they tend to use more caution at least from my perspective. Good faith insurance companies typically follow the same protocol regardless of whether they, <clears throat> excuse me, there is legal representation. Their goal is to just resolve the claim equity, equitably and uh, with the least cost. When there is an attorney for the injured person, typically costs do increase for the auto insurance companies, yet from my experience, the value gained from the claim for the injured is not necessarily increased compared to the additional stress and games afoot unless, of course, you are dealing with a bad faith auto insurance company. And in my opinion, bad faith insurance companies attempt to make claim resolutions difficult, uh, longstanding, and as miserable as possible for the injured. Therefore, Lawyers, make sure to lawyer up if dealing with a bad faith auto insurance company. Concentrate on getting well without a lot of help from them and deal with them once you are better. Also, again, make sure to use, use the 214 Car Accident Weekly Planner. It does make uh, documenting it a lot easier. Remember, you are the most important person in this claim process. So do all that you can to take care of yourself. Well, one thing I can certainly say is I'm glad I don't have the flu because it sounds like I was a bit miserable there. And also, the 217 Car Accident Weekly Planner is available still, so I've been putting that out every year and making sure that it's available for people who've been injured and need to document their situation 
so that you're not out there trying to start all over from the very beginning and, and may not necessarily know a few things uh, if you haven't actually been through this process before. And also out there is uh, the Thinking of You mug. So if you know somebody who's been in a car accident or if you've been in one and you just want to make yourself feel a little bit better, you can go out to com and pick up one of those. So another thing, let's see, uh, that I wanted to mention that wasn't on the 214 uh, recording is that a lot of times you'll call an insurance company and they'll say to you, uh, we are going to record this conversation. And if you choose to have them record the conversation, please be sure to record it yourself. Now we have enough devices so that you don't have to be having to worry about what you experience. And I'd also use caution right after a collision because you're still pretty, most people are shocked or it's pretty traumatic. But in any case, if you choose to allow them to record it because, quote, unquote, you think they're safe and hopefully the insurance company is, but there's no guarantee, please record it um, for yourself because that's, that's very, very important. So, so next week we'll go ahead and go get on to the next five of the Constitution. And let me see, what, can I find what those are here real quick? Maybe, maybe not. If I can find them here real quick, I'll list them for you. Okay, so next week we're going to actually start with uh, religious freedoms. That's number 11. Uh, administration of justice, I don't believe we get number 10. Um, special privileges and immunities prohibited. Habeas corpus, that's always a fun one. And excessive bail, fines, and punishments. So as far as getting through the Constitution, we're actually moving quite quickly through it. Um, I'm glad that uh, we're taking the time because there's nothing worse than not knowing what your rights are and being confronted with the situation, especially when you've been in a car collision. Each and every day, another person is faced with obstacles dealing with a car accident. The seconds that it takes to change one's life is unimaginable until it happens to you. The shock, pain, suffering, and financial stress is hard to imagine until you're laying there in the hospital bed. It's even more disappointing to learn that your insurance company or employer will not be paying out your claim. We all should be paying attention to what is happening to others before it happens to us and be able to support insurance civil rights legislation just for this reason. Therefore, educate yourself right now so that you can be better prepared. Take time to listen to the podcast on Talking About You with Estras on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or EstraSeattle.com which will make your life better and help you become an advocate that helps you get through one of the most difficult times of your life. And remember, I, Estra, am here for you. See you next Saturday night.